currently running on Kickstarter from creator David M. Brown of Fifth Dimension Comics and Shannon Gretz, creator of the disgruntled Avenger, comes Chuler. Chuler is the balls-to-the-wall action-packed comedy tale of a former spec ops general who is called out of retirement by Grandmother Supreme, a supercomputer who is in charge of the United States to stop an eccentric millionaire who is planning to bring Adolf Hitler back to life for his own gain. Chuler, the 88-page graphic novel running on Kickstarter until November 12th. You can receive up to 15 comics from Fifth Dimension and Expastic Comics for backing this project. So check out and back Chuler on kickstarter.com. You're listening to the Candare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And joining us today from Dark Side Global, the creator of Max Hunter, Alex Lobato. How are you doing? How's it going, guys? Nice to be here. Well, glad to have you on the show. Uh, we've got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Uh, Spider-Gwen is actually going to be getting her own series coming 2015. We'll talk a little bit about that. The death of a part of our childhood has just happened uh, with Saturday morning cartoons. We'll get into yeah. little, that a little bit <laughs> later. And then uh, we'll get with Alex on Max Hunter. Before we do all that, let's get into recaps. Recaps! All right, the first thing I have to point out is last week we reported on the death of jan hooks the uh, snl cast member from what was late 80s early 90s right and uh, she had been in like third rock from the sun and stuff uh when we reported on her death uh <laughs> i was saying her name wrong it is not jane hooks it is in fact jan hooks i felt so stupid after uh, realizing that after we recorded I'm stuck on jane curtain maybe I don't know. I, I, she was a person who I knew like by her face and yeah. by her characters. I never really knew her name mm-hmm. until this happened. So I just felt like a fucking heel. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to correct myself. So it is, in fact, Jan Hooks. Of course, you probably already knew that. Moving along. Jack, you have something on Batman Superman. Yeah, last week we talked about the actress uh, Jenna Malone possibly playing or being in the movie Batman vs. Superman. Oh, right. And it has been confirmed that she will actually, she will be in the movie. Really? No word on who she's going to be playing yet. Hopefully Carrie Kelly. Yeah. I looked on the IMDB today to see if she was listed on the cast. She's not yet, but Hollywood Reporter, I think it, it was... That said, it was confirmed. I think I read a couple other places that she she is going to be in it, though. We're actually on the cutting edge of something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting something that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's something to look forward to. I really hope they go the route of Carrie Kelly other than Barbara Gordon. That would be that'd be so sweet. There was also still the talk that because Carrie Kelly in the story that she was 13, but the actress is actually like 30. Oh. But maybe they'll cover that she up. She could pass for a younger, younger person. She could. Maybe not 13, but... <laughs> well, they were saying that maybe if she if that is who she's going to play, that maybe she's been running with Batman for a little while already. Oh, okay. So it's not uh, like we're watching her origin and then watching it all play out. The movie yeah. starts with her already. In she's already going to be Robin, yeah. I have a feeling the movie will probably be in the future. Um, you know, like they'll, they'll, they'll skip to the future. You'll see, like, that, you know, that... That whole future where Batman faces off with Superman and then maybe do like a little uh, flashback future scene. Oh, that could be. Yeah. 
That could be. I just, I wonder, you know, if they are, in fact, using Carrie Kelly, how close they're going to follow the story, the original Frank Miller story. Because, I mean, the, the teaser trailer that was at San Diego Con <laughs> looks, <laughs> looks like they're going to follow it, you know, to the last word. But. With that one-armed arrow in it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Either way, I'm excited. Something to look forward to. All right, moving along. So we've been talking about the Edge of Spider-Verse the last few weeks, and one of the issues to come out, which was like the uh, al- the alternate reality of Spider-Man, or alternate, uh, what is it, like dimensions? Dimension, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a version of Spider-Man who was actually Gwen Stacy. Spider-Gwen, as they've been calling her. But uh, after the costume was made, which was like the white, the white hood with the purple webbing on the inside, mm-hmm. and like the spray-painted eyes... I really like it. I like the, the costume a lot. It's... Yeah, it was sharp. I yeah. really liked it. And the book itself was pretty good. But uh, yeah, starting in 2015, they are going to give her her own series. That's yeah. weird to hold different reality with Spider-Gwen. I mean, they, they already do. I think like uh, Spider-Man 2099 has his own continuing oh, that's series. True. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is just a very interesting take. And to see a whole series on it's going to be cool. Robbie Rodriguez is the artist, and uh, writer Jason Latour are doing it. They must not have realized how big that was going to be. Yeah. I, I mean, it was supposed to just be a one-shot deal, and now it's getting its own series. Same thing's happening with Silk, you said, from yep. The yeah, Amazing Spider-Man. Have you been following that at all, Alex? No, no, I haven't. I haven't. I've heard really good things about it, though. Oh, it's, it's a lot of fun to read, that's for sure, especially if you're a Spider-Man fan. That's an amazing Spider-Man that Silk's in it. Silk's isn't it? in the Amazing Spider-Man, but there is supposed to be an issue of the Amazing Spider-Man where Spider Gwen shows up. You know, when they're pulling all the different Spider-Men out of yeah. different dimensions together. So that'll be interesting to see. Is she a villain? No, she's going to be fighting on the uh, the Spider Army against okay. whatever it is, jumping dimensions, killing all the Spider-Men. I haven't read any of them yet. I got I got them all. I'm up to date, but. I haven't read them yet. I've I've got them all. I've just read the first two, the Noir and the Gwen Stacy. I have the next two to read yet, but I'm really excited because they just keep getting better. How, how's the Noir? The Noir was really, really good. It was... Uh, the the villain is Mysterio in that one, and it's, it's still Peter Parker in that reality, and Mary Jane and Aunt May. It's just set in the 30s, and they make uh, Mysterio into like a Harry Houdini kind of character. So it's really cool where he's doing like uh, live stage performances for the general public and uh, same kind of like Harry Houdini tricks. But I don't want to ruin too much as it's still on shelves. I just highly recommend getting it. But his outfit, too. Man, his outfit. That's awesome. Yeah. Like that long leather trench coat, kind of like the Punishers. And then he's got the big white goggles. goggles yeah, definitely a good read. So check it out. I'm going to pick it up for sure. Anything else in recaps, Jack? That's all I've got for recaps. That'll do it for recaps. And with that, let's jump right into the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. Yeah. The rumors. Jack, you have something on Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, apparently he is negotiating a contract to appear in Captain America 3. Oh, really? Yep. With all the rumors going around from New York Comic Con that... A lot of people are saying that Captain America 3 is going to be the start off of the Civil War. I sure hope so. <laughs> that would be sweet. Uh, Marvel intends for it to be the start of their Phase 3 movie series. Oh, really? Yeah, the Age Ultron is going to end it. Captain America 3 is going to start it off. No, we've talked about it before, but I want to see the Civil War on the big screen. Are you familiar with that story at all, Alex? Love it. Love that story. Really do. 
It was great. It was fantastic. And I, there, didn't you say they're going to redo it next year, like in the comic world too? They're doing that's it. what I, I keep seeing because they keep saying summer 2015. Yeah, so I don't know if they're that. going to re-release it or I don't know. I hope they don't try to rewrite it or anything. It was so good. I think Mark Millar was part of the original yeah. uh, original run. They were saying uh, a couple of days ago. I had read that um, that Hulk, Thor. Uh, Iron Man, Captain America, they weren't going to be in Avengers 3. Right. So, yeah, really, for sure, I think they're going to do Civil War, but I also think they're going to do Planet Hulk. Oh, I'm another good one. <laughs> Jeremy's salivating. I really am. Either of those I would take, Planet Hulk or Civil War. And the, and I think they're rehashing that one, too, in the comic, in, as a comic as well, no? Uh, there was a poster I saw that there was a Tyrannosaurus Rex like coming up behind a whole pile of hulks. Yes. And there was what? like Captain America was in there too with no he had like no costume just a shield was showing. So yep. I don't know if it's like a world of hulks. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> a planet of hulks. <laughs> That's what the poster showed on it. It didn't show like Hulk in his armor. It just showed like a whole pile of hulks right getting ready to fight a tyrannosaurus. Well, see, I don't understand this because, uh, you know, they're redoing the Secret Wars, right? Now, I can see that as that story yeah. is what, from like the early 80s. It's been around for, you know, almost 30 years, yeah. if not, yeah, just over 30 years. The, you know, the Civil War was done, what, 2006, Planet Hawk, the mm -hmm. following year, 2007. Is it too soon to redo these, you think? Unless to make it new and fresh for the new story for the movie coming out, I guess, to get everyone all up hmm. into it. Well, there, I don't know. there was a rumor that they were going to do um, like a DC-like reboot of Marvel, starting with, with the, the Secret Wars. So so maybe they'll just, I, I guess, speed through the stories? I'm not sure. Well, yeah, they could, probably. I hope not. <laughs> if they do redo it, they need to give it the time it deserves. It was Both stories were just awesome, and I'd, I'd hate to see them uh, soiled anyway. But I guess also with uh, Captain America 3... He's going to be leading the, the new team of Avengers. Because like you're saying, Hulk, Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man aren't going to be there. Right. And it's going to be uh, Falcon, War Machine, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and Black Widow. And probably Vision. Oh, yeah, because they're introducing a lot of those characters in the yep. next Avengers. Well, I'm sure it'll be good, whatever they do. Hopefully. Movie-wise. I mean, as far as the comic redo, I don't, I don't know about all that. But I'll probably end up reading it, I'm sure. I'm a sucker for this stuff. Still no Spider-Man for Civil War. Yeah, and he was a big part of the Civil War. Mm -hmm. Well, well there, well, there was another rumor I had read earlier, but I guess that's always surfacing, uh, that they're really trying hard to, to acquire the rights uh, yeah. of Spider-Man. They, they were moving forward on it, too. Not just, you know. So maybe. Who knows? That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Also some soft reboot of Spider-Man, too, with, Marvel's, with Marvel having him or something like that. I don't know if it'd be like a flashback. I don't know. Like, that's what we need again. Spider-Man was, you know, uh, Tony Stark's, like, apprentice through the... Maybe it was just through Road to Civil War and just into, like, the first half of Civil War. But, uh, yeah, he was such a huge part. You couldn't do it without him. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that got everybody on... I mean, most people on Tony's side, you know, in the story, once they revealed Spider-Man's identity. Right. And then all the trouble that caused for him during and after well, that whole year after the Civil War, everyone was after Peter Parker and his family because everyone knew. And he, like, oh, that's what he was always fighting against is no one knowing who he was because he knew they would do that yeah. after his family and stuff. And then he takes his mask off on national television. <laughs> Good story. It was. All right. Anything else on that? No, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yes, we will. It's like the new show tagline. 
tagline. Can there. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> That'll do it for the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. Rumors. Okay, so this is the part of the show where we start talking some comic books. Who would like to go first this week? All right, I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what I'm bringing to the table this week is the four-part series, The Death of Wolverine, which just ended this past month. I'm not sure when the last one was released, but uh, I've been reading up on that, and it was a pretty good story. Each book was like $4.99. The covers are awesome. They have like that, oh, that holo- foil. Yeah, that yeah. holographic foil sheen to them. They remind me of like the uh, the Fleer cards that were out in the 90s for the X-Men. You get those special yeah. edition ones like of Cable that were with glitter in the sun and stuff. Um, but the story is really good. Uh, just in a nutshell, Wolverine has lost his healing ability and the words out amongst you know every assassin out there. <laughs> Everybody wants to be the one to bring him down. So he starts, you know, tracing the pack or the path back to, you know, who first put the hit out for him. So I'm not going to reveal what, uh, you know, who that was because it's still current, but it's a definitely a good read. The, the one problem I had with the series was how short each book was. It was $4.99 for the book. It's, it's like the story in each is maybe half of a regular issue. Like the first half of the book, right to the, up to the staples, and then it, after that, almost exactly. Yes, yeah. I think it might be to the staples, and then the, the last half of the book is all like the concept art, which is very cool. Don't get me wrong, but it was just you get you got so little out of each issue. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was done by Charles Soul. Uh, is that how you pronounce that? Uh, Steve McNiven, Jay Leaston. And Justin Ponzer, I'm sure I butchered half of those names, but <laughs> yeah, Death of Wolverine. Definitely check it out. It was a good read. I'll have to read it three months to die before I... I'll let, I'll let you borrow those. We'll swap them. There you go. So I got those, what was it, four four issues, I think? Something four or like five. that. I never did read any of them, but they looked good. Yeah. I just wanted to get these for the... Because I'm a collector, I there wanted to go. have it. <laughs> <laughs> Without spoiling anything, what did you think of the ending? It was all right. Not quite as dramatic as I'd hoped it'd be. Yeah. But uh, it was neat. It was definitely cool. feel the same way. feel the same way as you do. you? You got to read it? Yeah, I got to I got to read it. I wasn't completely satisfied, but um, but it has some, some poetry behind it, you know? like Exactly. Yeah. There was a unspoken beauty to it. Right. The, yeah. the, the very last scene, but... Yeah, I was expecting it to be much, much more uh, dramatic. Anyway, that's all I have on that. Death of Wolverine in your local comic book stores now. Anyway, who's next? I'll go next. All right. Since the series of The Flash has come out on the CW the last couple weeks, which the series has been awesome so far. I still have yet to watch it. <laughs> it's just it's really good. Have you watched it, Alex? It's awesome, man. I I really do love it. It, They've done a great job with it. I read uh, the new 52. Well, I got caught up because I've been collecting them. I think I went through like five issues this week, catching up with the story. And it's going through two different stories, basically. Uh, Present Flash and Future Future Flash. Present Flash is working on a case that uh, a gang broke into the police station, stole a bunch of evidence, weapons from a bunch of different villains. All of a sudden, people are getting killed with those weapons. And he's trying to figure out who it is and what's going on. 
Meanwhile, Future Flash is running backwards in time, uh, stopping his villains from doing stuff that cause other people's deaths, trying to right their wrongs. Oh, okay. He's killing some of them, some of them he's not. But he's on his way back to... I'm not sure what he's coming back. If he's going to try and kill himself or stop himself from doing something because he somehow broke the time for or the speed force and somehow it's breaking down. But it started out at the beginning of the, the series was like issue 31, I think it was. He was about 30 years in the future. Now he's running back. He's about five years. So he's almost there. I love time travel stories. Yeah, it was really good, though. I need to watch that show. I need to get on the <laughs> flash bandwagon here. It's I'm just waiting for the 52s to run their course, but that one sounds pretty good. It is pretty good. Also, I got the uh, issue number three of Shudder. Oh, which yes. thanks to Mr. V, I decided to keep going with it. And thank you, Mr. V. Yeah, it's it's still really weird, but it's actually catching my attention more <laughs> to keep going. At least it has your attention now. Yeah, right? yeah. Before it was just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it's funny because on the back of the the back of the issue, it gives a rundown of what's going on, and. The way it reads was pretty much how I was talking about it on issue two when I was like, this is going on. And all of a sudden there's a big turd in the middle of the city. (laughs) Then all of a sudden this robot guy comes up, starts talking about her siblings that she doesn't know what she has. And then these lion gang come over and rescue her. And it's like, quit, quit reading this and just open the book already. (laughs) Wow. Lion gang. Uh, Still, I'm still going to just take your word for that. (laughs) So Shudder and the Flash. 52 flash 52 flash yeah. pardon me all right and then that left one alex what have you got um have you guys ever read morning glories no i have not okay this, this is a really really good comic book it also has a lot of wtf moments throughout the whole series it's it's um it's it's one i, I really recommend you pick up and you can actually pick them up in trade paperback anywhere really amazon or, or barnes and noble even uh, some of them carry it it's about a group of uh of kids who are taken from their homes uh some quite violently taken from their homes, and put into an academy like a school and a lot of strange things happening and you know they have powers and abilities and and it's it's very much a discovery trying to a mystery trying to figure out you know what's going on what's with this school what are these strange things happening you know why do these powers occur and and uh, it's it's really good it's really well told and you'll fall in love with the characters and watch them as as they grow as well so I, I really recommend it it's called Morning Glories I think they're up to like the fourth trade paperback coming out with the fifth one soon no maybe I'm wrong maybe they're up to five already that sounds really good what publisher is it oh you know that's a good question I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up real quick and uh, I'll let you know uh, name almost sounds familiar though vaguely but I know I haven't ever uh, looked at it so you, as far as the WTF moment you're speaking of you're you're following the perspective of like the main character and you're finding out stuff along with the character instead of knowing stuff ahead of them well there's more, there's more than one main character so yeah you're, you're following along these group of kids and learning about their past along with um, their future and along with their present like there's just and, and yeah you're discovering stuff about the school but you're also discovering things about about them individually and you even see like one character's future self you know and you see uh, and then there's a lot of uh, moments where you're like oh what if this character is the mom of this character and you know there's just a lot of those it's it's you have to read it <laughs> yeah. no i understand i get it that sounds really good it's image actually image comic ah very cool i'm gonna have to look into that i'm sure we can get that down at the store yeah yeah highly recommend it 
All right. Well, I think that'll do it for comic reviews, unless you guys have anything else. No. All righty. Well, with that, let's move right into... Real World Heroes! Jack, who do we have this week? This one we have an unknown name, as her name hasn't been released to the public. Ooh, our first anonymous hero. Yep. And it's a very recent one. It happened uh, this past Saturday, which would have been the 12th? 12th, yes. Yeah, it happened on the 12th in I think Essex County is how it goes in the UK. Okay. So this girl, she's only 14 years old. She was walking home from school, and a 35-year-old man uh, grabbed her by the arm. And instead of giving up her belongings or letting him take her, he whooped the shit out of her. She whooped the shit out of him. Really? Yeah, she's, uh, she was trained in martial arts. And instead of giving up, she just beat the shit out of the guy and left him bruised and bloody on the ground. Really? Yep. <clears throat> so that's why she's anonymous. Doesn't want to be pulled in for uh, questions. Probably. That and she's so young. <laughs> Actually heard about uh, this one. Uh, my my sensei, I, I take Aikido. I just started taking Aikido, and, and he was telling me about the, uh, this uh, particular story. Really? Yes. Yes. This is the first time hearing about it. Yeah. That's I just happened to come across it yesterday, and this just happened last <clears throat> weekend. Yep. The police uh, arrested the guy, who was easily easily identified, obviously, and apparently they think he may be the culprit of some other like robberies and abductions in the area. Really? Mm-hmm. But what caught me was. The article when I was, I think I caught it on Twitter or Facebook. There's a picture of Hit Girl. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be all right with me. Yeah. <clears throat> I like Hit Girl. So I think on the the website we'll actually have to I'll get a find a cool picture of Hit Girl and put on there since she's <laughs> unknown right now. All right. Well, anonymous hero, for your good deeds, you have found a spot on our wall of justice in the Hall of Heroes. So thank you for your good deeds. All right, let's jump into our stories for the week. It's kind of slim pickings this week. There wasn't a lot going mm-hmm. on out there. But, uh, Jack, you have something on HBO? Yeah, HBO is going to launch a whole streaming video service uh, next year that doesn't require you to have uh, a cable service or satellite. Like, they had the whole HBO, was it HBO Go? Okay. But you had to have HBO to be able to use it on your oh. on your uh, mobile devices and watch. So kind of like a Netflix format mm-hmm. for HBO. Exactly. No word on how much it's going to cost or what the content is going to be, but... Hey, we might be able to stream uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm for once. There you go. I've never watched that show. Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gotta see that. What about you, Alex? You ever watch Curb? Uh, like an episode or two. Never really got into it, though. Oh, man. I remember watching the beginning, and uh, it was maybe just too dry for me at the time. I could probably get it's into it very, now. It's very hard to watch the first time you watch it, not because it's bad, but because they get in such awkward scenarios that it makes you feel awkward in turn. It's, <laughs> but it's it's like Seinfeld on uh, steroids. It's, ah. it's real good. Anyway, I saw the movie. side the point. That was really good. Um, the HBO movie that the guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm is in. Oh, Clear History. Yes, I liked it. That was funny. That was a really good movie. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about that movie, actually. I'm going to have to watch that. <laughs> I have to watch out Netflix because HBO's coming. There's a lot of them making, uh, a lot of companies making online streaming. I think yep. FX is making one or FXX is making one that's all devoted to The Simpsons. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's probably where my money will go first. <laughs> it's getting to the point where you could probably get rid of cable altogether and just keep Netflix and 
like HBO and all yeah. other stuff like that. Even though that, depending on how many you get, you might end up paying just as much as you did for cable. Uh, there's no way with as much as I'm paying for cable right yeah, now. That's it's true, fucking actually. ridiculous. Especially if it streams HD already, then you're golden. Yeah. That's the big part. I'd be fine doing that, but she... Uh... She'd miss too many of her new and current shows, so I, mm. I'm, I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look out for that. All right, the only other thing we have this week, and this was something I read on the internet that happened at the end of last month. Um, the CW was the very last station out there to cancel their Saturday morning block of cartoons called The Vortex, which means that Saturday morning cartoons are no more. I mean, you still have your Cartoon Network who play cartoons all the time and your like Nickelodeon and stuff like that. But as far as like the, your basic channels that devoted cartoons to Saturday morning, it's a thing of the past now. I think that's terrible because I think I, CW is one of the channels I watched on Saturday mornings. Is it? And it yeah, if I, if I turned it on, I think because I think Dragon Ball Z was on that one. I like watching that. It's been a long time since I've watched that. And you know, I think, now that I think about it, Mike Pollock does the intro for our show. He was also the... On Sonic, yeah. Yeah, he was on Sonic. Well, he was also the voice of the CW Kids for a long time. Ah, that's right, So I wonder yeah. if he was up in that until the end. But, yeah, this was hard to hear. I, um, you know, not that I've been watching Saturday morning cartoons lately. I watch a lot of cartoons. Don't get me wrong. There, <laughs> but it was just very disappointing to hear because that's Saturday morning cartoons were a highlight of growing up. When I was young, I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch <laughs> cartoons and beat my cereal. And that's no shit. I did get up <laughs> yeah. at 6 in the morning. I used to get in trouble for getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I remember sometimes, sometimes getting up before cartoons started mm -hmm. just to catch the first cartoons. Yep. Especially in the, in the fall season when all the new cartoons came on. Do you, either of you remember the TV show Small Wonder? Yes, with the robot girl. <laughs> the robot girl, Vicky? Yeah. That's what was always on before Saturday morning cartoons, <laughs> at like 5.30 in the morning or 6 in the morning. So that's where I always remember that from. But Wow, what a bad show. <laughs> but entertaining as a child. Yeah. But yeah, between 1960 and... Well, excuse me, between the 60s and the 80s, I mean, Saturday morning cartoons brought in over 20 million uh, viewers every Saturday. And now they think that today's show and Good Morning America brings in more. Because <laughs> well, grown-ups are sleeping until well, 8, 9. Oh, yeah. Well, I think what it is, too, is, you know, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and into the 90s, there was nothing to compete with. You know, you had that that small section of time on Saturday mornings where you got your cartoons. You had, a, like, a three-hour block after school where you got cartoons. But that was it. You didn't see TV or cartoons on TV at all. Now they're everywhere. You know, you have dedicated that, networks yeah. on cable TV. You have your iPad. You have Netflix. You have your, you know, smartphones. You can watch these things anytime you want. So the thrill of Saturday morning has, you know, been killed. From three to six, all it is is judge shows now. <laughs> I hate it. And ITT tech commercials trying to get the unemployed off their lazy asses <laughs> out there working. <laughs> you could be doing more with your life like this guy. I think oh. it is that the, the cartoons would never hit the primetime slots, you know, ever, until um, The Simpsons came around and the Family Guy. And now you have a bunch of cartoons hitting those primetime slots. People watch Adventure Time and regular show at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock p.m. However. Uh, yeah. It's just, I, I don't know. I feel bad for the kids today who are missing out on that, but um, they, they've got way more than we ever had, Yeah. you know, growing up. So... 
you know, they're not missing out. We were the ones missing out, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just throw on Netflix and let them sit and watch a whole series. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just the whole experience of Saturday morning cartoons. Not only the cartoons, but even the commercials. I mean, I can oh, still yeah. remember so many of them. <laughs> the McDonald's ones especially. Because, you know, the Saturday morning, you'd see what new toy was at McDonald's. And as soon as Saturday morning cartoons was over, it was... All right, how do I get mom to take me to McDonald's and get that fucking toy? <laughs> but yeah, I found that sad. Also, to kind of tag on to that, was also reported within the last month that for the first time in 25 years, McDonald's has dropped out of the lead for uh, kids like Happy Meal toys or Happy Meals. They got kind of lame. Very lame. Yeah. Very lame. In fact, in uh, India, for the next two months, I don't know if it's starting this month or next, but they're taking the toys completely out and replacing them with nothing but books. Wow. Man, the Happy Meal toys were the shit. Yeah. There were so many good ones. I think the most recent cool ones was uh, this Amazing Spider-Man 2 toys. And really, the only cool yeah. one out of there was the Electro figure. Yeah. Uh, I remember they, they had a book in that series, too, of toys they put out. Oh, was there? There was, like a some little bullshit sticker book. Man, if I was a kid and got a sticker book and I saw <laughs> the action figures on the sign, I'd be like, what is this shit? I want that toy, <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. I just think of the toys they had growing up. Like, I remember, like, uh, for Tailspin, they had the little die-cast metal airplanes with yeah. the figures, and those were so much fun to play with. Uh what else did they have? Like on, uh, like when summer would come around, they'd put out the whole beach thing with like the inflatable ball, the the, the pail and the shovel. Mm, uh, that's right. Yeah, Happy Meal would come in the bucket. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I forgot about that. <laughs> then there was like the Earth Day set, and uh, there was all kinds of shit. The only thing I didn't like was the Hot Wheel Barbie thing they would occasionally do. <laughs> At least they give the choices if it's gendered specific now. Well, well, yeah, but I don't know. I'm not big on Hot Wheels personally. I know a lot of people are, but. Not me. So, anyway, I found all that news very, very sad. It's just uh, a piece of our history now. Make you feel that much older now. It makes me feel yeah. really fucking old, <laughs> yes. Back when I was little, Happy Meals had toys that you could play with. Shut up, Grandpa God. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, yes, there is one other thing to talk about. Uh, IDW, I believe it's next month, is putting over another crossover issue. When they've done these recently, like I've seen crossover between X-Files and the Ninja Turtles, or uh, I know there was an X-Files and uh, Transformers. Now they're crossing over the Ninja Turtles with the Ghostbusters. And what they have as the plot is uh, when a new invention goes haywire, the Turtles are sent to a whole new type of New York City. One with a whole lot more ghosts and Ghostbusters. The two teams will have to learn to get along quickly because a new foe from the Turtles' past has followed them and aims to conquer New York City. That's gonna be weird. It's gonna be very weird. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I love the Ghostbusters, yeah. and you know how I feel about the Turtles. Yeah. I love them, so that'll be a must-have. I just wonder if it's gonna, it's like a one-shot or if it's gonna keep going. It would be like a six-issue deal. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I do have a date here. That came out on October 22nd. So I need to get my ass to the comic book store. Yep. <laughs> what do you think of the all-female cast for Ghostbusters reboot? Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we vowed to not report on that anymore until it's actually in the works, which actually, I guess it is actually a script is getting written, and that's what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. I keep hearing it more and yeah. more and more, and I, I think there are more people uh, upset about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't sure how people would react, but uh, they're not happy, and neither am I. I'm still happy. I, 
I can deal with it if it's like that poster that we saw. Again, it's going to be a different humor. Yeah. You know? Have they said who's going to be in it yet? Or they're just, they're in the process of writing, that's it, right? Yeah. I know Ernie Hudson's uh, upset about it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did read that, too. No kidding. Yeah, he's so not he's there. not going to do any kind of appearance or anything in it? No, but oh, I think Bill Murray will be appearing in it. What? Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> Son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> I do want to see his new movie that with... Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but it looks pretty darn good. Yeah. There's an article I saw that I didn't read, but it, it said uh, why Bill Murray kept putting it off all these years. I should have read it to find out what, what his deal was. Everything that this poor franchise for this third installment has been through, and now after Harold Ramis is dead, eh, I'll do it. <laughs> Bastard. I, nah, I shouldn't say that. I like Bill Murray, yeah. but just when it comes to Ghostbusters 3, it gets under my skin a little bit. Anyway, anything else on that? All right. Well, with that, let's just move right over to Alex and talk about Max Hunter. Thanks again for being with us. Oh, thank you guys for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Oh, anytime, anytime. We love doing this. So tell us about Max Hunter. Well, Max Hunter um, is a is a comic book that uh, I wrote, um, created by the Dark Side Global team. Uh, there's like five of us. Um, no, actually, we're up to six now. Of just writers and creators, friends, they got together and just wanted to do our own comic book. So um, we just started sitting down every week and shooting out ideas. And and Max Hunter is the first of many different um, characters that are going to come out of uh, the setting, which is Gateway City. Um, the story takes place in the future, 2077. Um, we're we're in a in a world we're on Earth, regular Earth, but um, where Texas has segregated from the United States. There was a massive tsunami that wiped out Japan entirely. You won't read this in Max Hunter 1, but just letting you guys know of like the world, you know, the setting. Um, Okay, I was like, how did I miss that? Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Um, And, but you you will be picking up uh, a little bit of all this um, in part two and then part three uh, quickly to follow. And so Gateway City is just a home for people um, created by uh, a business-like man, um, Jeremiah Krupp. And he he built Gateway, Gateway City from the ground up, and that's where Max Hunter takes place. Um, he uh, Max Hunter himself resides in the the slums of Gateway City, um, cleaning up the streets uh, while collecting uh, bounties at the same time. Uh, so he's a bounty hunter. He um, he got his arms blown off, <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll we'll catch a little bit of that in Max Hunter too. Um, replaced with uh, cybernetic parts, which we'll go more in detail again in Max Hunter 2 and, and 3. He, uh, he's chasing down his latest bounty when he realizes that an assassin is chasing down the same uh, target. So they conflict, they, they get into a, a, an ensuing battle uh, between the two of them that's going to last three issues. Uh, the title of the, the storyline is called Snowfall um, because the assassin's name is Vincent Snow. And uh, they're both going after a criminal who is hiding out as a priest in a church um, who's making a collection for weapons. And um, as you read the comic, you'll, you'll see, you know, what happens. But uh, basically, they end up in the church, the three of them, and an all-out you know, shootout uh, occurs. And, um, and Max decides by the end of that comic that he needs to end Snow. He needs to go after this guy and just finish him off. Um, so, so part one is, is right now in local stores here in Miami. It's also on Comixology 
and uh, you can pick it up on our website at www.darksideglobal.com um, you can also uh, pick it up um, uh, well like I said local stores but on comic fix it's another comicsology type subscription based um, uh, website where you could subscribe and they actually just picked up dynamite comics as well so you pay like 10 oh, really yeah they did they did uh new york comic-con they they made a deal with dynamite so this is a place where you can go night like netflix style and just download comics for free and read them um, huh, that's awesome i didn't know about that yeah, me either yeah it's called comic fix it's really cool it's 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 actually uh a very good idea and i hope they they continue with their success um, but we're on there too and um we're, we're coming out with part two now uh, we're almost done with it uh so we're kickstarting it now in november we're doing a kickstarter launch party november 1st saturday to to get part two done and um part two is is the same thing he's going after snow uh snow gets a little personal um you get to see his origin story a little bit in part two you get to see a little more of max's origin story and you see them battling as well i uh, don't want to reveal too much but but sure. it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride where where we're just watching a bounty hunter versus an assassin. Uh, how, how much fun it's been after the one issue. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean I can't wait to read more. Max Hunter really reminds me of like if you took Batman and rolled him in Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or Dirty Harry. Or Dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there you go. Awesome. He's all business. He yeah. Don't mess around. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and ho hopefully I could get a little more people on board with with Vincent Snow as well. He's he's a very interesting character. Um, so so you know I'm trying to get the audience to to try to feel for both sides and kind of choose a side. You know who who would you be? Would you be the the bounty hunter? Would you be the assassin? Um, oh, I see. Nice. Yeah yeah. As the as as the story progresses. Um, but like you'll give Snow a <clears throat> like a, a scenario where people can relate, so you know they just don't automatically assume him as the bad guy. They they'll feel for him. Yes, but they might not after the end of part two. But I don't want to reveal much. But um, okay. I can't wait to have it done. I'll send it to you guys right away when we do. I'm excited. I can't yeah. wait. On that three-page preview that you sent us, was that Snow's origin? Yes. Okay. That may yeah. I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, I went back and read issue one i was like aha that's gotta be who that is <laughs> yeah, yeah he he had a troubled past and <laughs> yeah <laughs> as they usually do oh, yeah <laughs> one thing that was really cool that i don't think i've really seen too much in other comics is the uh the colored word balloons yeah i a lot of people that i try to get into comic books i'm a big comic book fan comic book geek um, but a lot of my friends aren't, or they haven't really been into uh, comic books as much. So I try to get them into it. I try to, you know, uh, give them a comic to read or whatnot. And, and a lot of times they're lost. Like they don't know how to read a comic book. Mm -hmm, that's, right. that's super difficult, but it's just sometimes you get lost in, in, in the word bubbles and where they are and how they're placed. Um, so I try my best to, or actually Mo Dominguez, who's our, who's our letterer, we work together to try our best to, to make it as simple as possible. And, and know, okay, this is this character thinking, and this is this character talking. So, so we try to do it with the colors. And Keys, who's Max Hunter's partner, has like a green uh, bubble, and I guess she's related to the color green in that sense. Um, Snow, a gray, and then Max. Well, Snow, Snow doesn't have many word bubbles, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, we, we're trying to make it as simple as possible and try to get people to enjoy it without getting too confused or lost in the in the little things. 
So that was a very good move, oh, yeah. for sure. Because I was actually just reading a comic last night where you have, you know, a couple people fighting and then there's someone communicating to them and then there's the narrator and they're all the exact same color. And they all look similar, you know? I had to read it through a few times to sort out who was who. Well, that's like, there's one that I was reading that there was a bunch of chat bubbles that went in an arc and I didn't realize until after I'd read them all that it was, it went like counterclockwise or no clockwise in the arc. And I started from the top and going back and forth. Mm. So I thought it was like two people talking to themselves. I see. But they were actually talking to you. I was like, oh <laughs> my god, I feel stupid. But yeah, that's a cool idea doing it that way. Yeah, Especially to sure. get for the new people. Right. Thanks. Um, but like I said, we'll be kickstarting soon. Um, and it, we'll, we'll be launching it on November 1st. So if you guys can keep your eye out um we're we're uh we're doing a huge thing for this kickstarter we're gonna market it we're gonna try to get the funding so that we could just get part two and part three out as soon as possible because it's just a slow process creating a comic book in with, without the support without the support of others and and financial support you know sure oh, yeah but it's it's been uh it's been a fun ride though it's been a lot of fun uh, doing the create the creation process all the way through the, the the selling process as well, going to the conventions and having a table. I mean, it's really it's been cool. It's been really cool. Yeah, that'd be so much fun. All right, man. You said people can get the issue one at darksideglobal.com, right? And on the Comicsology. Yeah, they could they could get it on uh, www.darksideglobal.com and Comicsology for in Comicsology we have it digitally for a dollar. They could just download it there. Well, you can't beat that, no. a dollar comic. Yeah. And this story, that is, which is great for a dollar, you can't lose. So what we'll do is we'll put a link on our website and uh, help direct people over that way. Yeah, to the Dark Side Global website and the Comicsology to the book. So they won't have an excuse. They won't be able to miss it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know where to go. There's the little button you click on the website there. It'll take you right there. <laughs> then you're a moron if you couldn't find it. Thanks a lot, guys. I really do appreciate that. Oh, hey, anytime, man. Thanks for being on with us again. Jack, what do we have on the website there? We have the show recaps. We have videos and trailers. We have photos of topics of past shows that we've done. We have the Candare video game store, comic book store, and movie store. And we have the Candare comic book from our Cincinnati Comic Expo expedition. And you can also download that comic book for your very own. That was a good time. That was. And uh, this coming Saturday, the 25th, we're going to yep. be at the Comic Expo. How Epic Con Ohio Geek Fest. Epic Con Ohio Geek Fest. So if you happen to be in the uh, Dayton area and attending the con, look look for us. We're going to have our canned air shirts on. And uh, yeah, come find us, point us out. We'll give you some stickers or something. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, you know, one thing we forgot to say is uh, this year or this week marks one year oh. of us doing the show. Has it been? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. We wanted to do something big, and we still might a little bit down the road to we'll celebrate for our one year. We just uh, got more work on our plate than uh, we thought we would at this time. So It's a lot more work than we ever thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, it really is, but that's not a bad thing. It's no. so much fun. It's a blast. Also, stay tuned after the episode. I'm going to, I'm going to try to make up a commercial break of the commercials that would have played during our Saturday morning cartoons throughout the 80s and 90s. So <laughs> stay tuned, listen to them. Maybe you'll hear one that uh, will jog your memory and take you back a little bit. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Alex Lobato. And we'll see you next time. Later. She's fantastic. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. She's the smart.
be right back. When you're a Burger King Kids Club member, fun things happen. You get a membership card, stickers, a free birthday meal, and mail filled with cool stuff. You can join at any Burger King for free. All you gotta be is a kid. Burger King has your favorite Kids Club characters going in circles on cool spinning tops. Launch into fun with Jaws, Kid Vid, Wheels, and Boomer. You can collect all four tops and launchers, one with every kid's meal, only at Burger King, where the fun keeps spinning your way. There's a new cereal in the neighborhood. Ghostbusters! Marshmallow goes fruit-flavored oats. Ghostbusters! With milk and juice and toast. A nutritious breakfast with the ghost. Ghostbusters! Watch me trick Fred. Hey, Fred, want to play my new picture game? Sure. I, I love, I love, buy fruits. Uh, fruity, I love fruity pebbles. I love fruity pebbles. So do I. Barney! <laughs> you got the picture. Coast fruity and cocoa pebble cereal, part of this nutritious breakfast. Cowabunga! Now you can get us Flintstone Beach toys free! Yeah, but we're going fast! One each on Mark Bunches of Pulse Pebble Cereal. Mmm, mmm, nothing like a nutritious breakfast with the Super Golden Crisp Cereal. Or hit the trail. Eight great vitamins never fail. Sorry, sugar bear. If you don't surrender your sweet crisp. to make sure that warm, crisp Eggo waffle is mine. Hi, Dad. Richard? Hey, Lego, my Eggo! Success! Eggo waffles from Kellogg's, part of this nutritious breakfast. Mm. Richard? Oops. Guess I blew my cover. The day Birdie, the early bird, learned how to fly, starring Ronald McDonald and friends. Look, it's Birdie! Oh, look, oh, on a day bright and blue. Bubble, bubble! Oh, Ronald, I'll never learn how to fly! We'll help you! You flap your wings while we toss you up and down. So she flapped, and they tossed, but... I'm still on the ground. Hamburglar gave her a balloon, but it went boom. Then Grimace had a plan. I'll go to France. But nothing worked. She couldn't fly. Oh, Bertie, don't cry. I'll walk. That's the way it'll be. Try once more, just for me. And me? Bubble me. I'm trying for you. Trying for you. Oh, I'm flying. Macaroni and cheese. It's universally known. Something happens when Kraft cheese meets macaroni. Cause when the cheese starts flowing, Kraft gets your noodle going. <laughs> it's a beat made xylophony. Or a spiraling cyclone. They're great at any time zone. Even when you're fully grown. It's Kraft, Kraft cheese meets macaroni. Cause when the cheese starts flowing.
horrifying, isn't it? With all peanut butter flavor, you'll always come back for more. Nothing but peanut butter taste in each bite. And it's part of a balanced breakfast. It's to die for. <laughs> <laughs> it's the crunch that screams peanut butter. Man, that was another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. Alright. Hey, kids. Oh my god, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get some scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.